Happy Halloween, everyone, and welcome to a spooky one-shot from the Dungeons & Gatherers podcast. Oh, I was going to do hype noises, but we really should have done scary noises, damn it. I, oh, I, I went full send on the scary noise, yeah. I'm really happy you did, no, because I completely forgot. I am Josh Caraman. I'm going to be your DM for this evening's very Halloween-y Magic the Gathering Dungeons and Dragons one-shot. See, I came ooh. in with the oohs now. I'm, I'm getting good yeah. at it, yes. No, we missed it the first time. You can't salvage it. No, exactly. <laughs> I would like to introduce my players for today's game. Uh, let's start with Rachel. Let's hear your character's name and a fun fact about your character. Hello, everybody. Happy to be here. Yes, my character is a bard, and her name is Drea Fox. And it's not necessarily a fun fact, per se, but there's this sentence I wrote about her I'm just utterly obsessed with that I need to get out there. And it's, Drea rips through the world with her tongue cut on the cruelty of others. Ooh, okay, oh, snaps. My. I'm snapping for that. That's <laughs> that's poetry. It's like slam right poetry. There. Thank you. All right, and then uh, my lovely co-ho, because that's the joke that we keep on doing. Aaron Thompson. <laughs> Heyo, happy to be here. Um, in stark contrast uh, to Rachel's character, I will be playing um Fenley Drake Thistle who is a halfling warlock. And his fun fact is that he is basically from like the halfling equivalent of the Adams family. Oh my gosh, I'm obsessed. <laughs> I can't believe I'm gonna say it, but similar to Rachel, let's just give a snap for that. Dun -na -na -na. I pretended to snap because I was too afraid the audio wasn't gonna sync up. <laughs> I went in, I went well, for it. Well, Josh can always just mute your audio. Or move it, yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> Isn't that why we do the whole sync in the beginning? Roughly. Oh, so that we don't do that? No, so that we so that everything lines up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Magic of editing class happens later in the strict saving curriculum. That's not the first thing that we mm -hmm. tackle. Mm -hmm. And now for a couple of uh, friends of the pod, you may recognize this one from the political episode that we had. We have Matt Warner on. Hey, everybody. Uh, yeah, I'm Matt Warner. Happy to be back. Thank you guys so much for having me. Uh, and today I'm playing Tegan. Um, and a fun fact about Tegan is that Tegan is in uh, is associated with um, the Strixhaven student government. Um, yeah, he's in student government. Uh, he was not elected, but he was appointed, uh, which is uh, really exciting for him. And he's excited to fulfill his duties as a school senator this year. It's one of my favorite facts. And honestly, when I was talking to Matt about it, when we were coming up with it, like Matt brought it up and I just couldn't stop laughing for a solid like two minutes because it was just brilliant. I love that no one voted for you. <laughs> No, he, he did run. He was not elected, um, but he got the post anyway based on some po some political flimflamery that may or may not come up in this session. I think it's brilliant that we had you on for the political campaign and you have found a way to bring politics into this one shot we're about to do. So go on you. <laughs> I promise there is no actual politics. And as Josh and I discussed, the student government has no real power. <laughs> 
So it tracks. <laughs> yeah, really, <laughs> absolutely none. And since we are in the Magic the Gathering universe today of Strixhaven, I decided to bring on a guest who reviewed Magic cards with me, Elliot Nogler. Hi, thank you so much for having me on. Um, today I will be playing uh, Yenzo, a core bard. You're a core? I am a core, yeah. Ah! Absolutely, love it. Uh, represent. <laughs> but uh, it's... Um, Zendikar! Zendikar. Zendikar is great. <laughs> Uh, fun fact, uh, I guess another tongue-related fun fact, uh, Yenzo has a tongue tattoo. Okay, I have two questions. Yeah. One, what is it? And two, how long is his tongue? You know, I, I would say it, it's it's related to his spellcasting. There's a weird relationship that he has with it. But uh, also, I mean, his tongue is, um, I guess as long as my tongue? I don't know. It's for for sake of roleplay. Stick play. out your tongue. Okay. That's a long tongue. That is long. For those of you who are just listening, his tongue unfurled and rolled all the way down to his waist. Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, stick out you your know, tongue. People call Great it a blessing. It's more like drama. a curse. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about mouth sounds. Actually, any um, all of us are going to be dead within the week now because we've seen Elliot's full tongue. <laughs> that's true. That is the ultimate curse that you could cast on somebody. It's a five-drop black spell. It's insane. Get ready it's... for the tongue ASMR later this episode. <laughs> <laughs> this episode has really already taken a big turn. Yep, this is a scary episode. <laughs> we already put the explicit marking on these podcasts. So, I mean, we're pretty safe to go. We're, we're not even as bad yet. We haven't dropped a swear yet either, so we're looking pretty good i'd say fuck damn it (laughs) (laughs) we're having a great start honestly i'm i'm really happy the the laughing energy is already contagious so i'm feeling great um before we jump in since this is a magic the gathering related episode a fun little game for you all to play at home is that i'm gonna have a lot of magic cards that come up during this game so if you can like call out and be like i know that magic card feel free to bring it up or any of the players if you notice a magic card come up be like Ooh. We won't respond to you, but feel free. <laughs> Play along at home. It's like Dora the Explorer, but nerdy. <laughs> exactly. This is nerdy Dora the Explorer. Perfectly. <laughs> and speaking of which, I think it is time for, as the Lorehold College would say, to explore this game and jump right on in. Are we all prepared to uh, get our hands dirty with the Witherbloom School? You know no, it. But let's go. All right. <laughs> And now it is time for us to jump into Hollow Wither at Strixhaven. The college is decorated with jack-o'-lanterns, white wisps, and cobwebs crafted by the Quandric School. You can smell many intoxicating aromas being carried by the students. Pumpkin juice, warm apple pie, peppermint chocolate candies, and many other sweets. Hollowither is a celebration the Witherbloom College holds in honor of the great elder dragon, Belladros, who founded the school. Within the swampy campus, beautiful orange lights illuminate the vivid black-green of this snarl. You could see many different things happening from each college bringing it forth. The Lorehold students gather around a big fire to tell scary stories as their golden spirit mascots dance around the red flames. You see Zaffy, the Prismari conductor, gathering his band kids together to play haunting tunes for the evening. The Witherbloom students gather in a large mossy circle, passing pipes of weed and various brewed alcoholic concoctions and potion bottles. Concealed potion bottles, I may mention. 
brown paper bags. Yeah, exactly. Little bags. <laughs> and many students gather to witness a poetry duel amongst many Silver Quill students who ink mascots create these very intimidating creatures behind them. <sighs> Depending on who has the better intimidating creature, wins the poetry contest, and probably scares the other Silver Quill student to death. But let's take our first look a little far away. We're going to start our adventure within a greenhouse today. We notice there is a large tree folk moving around, looking at various different plants and watering them very precisely, and you could hear him mutter under his breath the exact counting time it takes to water. And three drops for you. One, two, three. Assistant, can you come out and help me with this plant? And Aaron, describe who we're seeing uh, running to this tree Yes, folk. of course. So... Fenley is um, just a bit of a wee fella. He stands <laughs> only about three feet tall. Um, he's got a bit of a little tummy to him. He wears like cargo pants and like a like a simple black shirt that are both rolled up, so it's like to his elbows and to his knees. He wears no shoes, and I've got like a gardener's apron on with like some gloves tucking out of it, and I've got this just curly mess of dark hair. Very pale skin, and I think my two most notable features are I've got this chunk of polished crystal hanging around my neck that's got like a rosebud encapsulated in it, and my eyes are a deep burgundy that almost glow like um, garnets. And so I sort of like come rushing out, sort of stumbling. Um, yeah, well, what did you need, um, Mr. Pine Pledge? How can I help? Oh, thank you, Fenley. Listen, I, my branches are getting a little old now, and I can't reach down to water the thunder flowers. Perchance, can you take this can and water the thunder flowers for me? Uh, gladly, of, of course. And I'll eagerly take the can, and I'll just just start dumping water. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, in that case, uh, let's go to our first roll of the game, everyone. Brought to you by the Dungeons and Gatherers podcast. Can I get a nature check from you? Of course. Here we go. Ooh, okay, okay. That is a 17. 17. So you know, actually, from the action of pouring out the water, that Thunderflowers, they like to spark the water as it hits them. So they need a lot of water to make sure to keep the plant uh, nutrient and growing nice. So you hear these loud cracks of thunder, but you see the flower just blossom in a statically perfect purple flower. And Mr. Pine Pledge looks at you and says... That was very good watering you've done there. If if I would give you an A++ if I could, but the board doesn't allow for a second plus, so I can't I can't go that far. Well, thank you. You're most welcome. Now, um I have a couple of uh, pots of tea ready before I head to the uh, party myself. Would you like to join me? Sure, I I'd love to. I love tea. <laughs> And I would say perhaps um, our, our friend who uh, hides among the deeper plants over there would like to join us as well. And Elliot, if you could tell us uh, uh, sh or show us what your character looks like as someone is uh, moving around these deeper vines. There's been a person sort of watching and, and very intently, clearly listening to, to what you guys are talking about, writing down in a... Uh, a leather-bound notebook. You weirdo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so Yenzo uh, has very uh, stony gray skin, incredibly smooth, uh, and his hair is is a very stark white, very messy and shaggy, a la Shaggy from Scooby Doo. Yenzo is uh, wearing the very you know traditional Lorehold garb, so uh, sort of crimson uh, and white robes. He's wearing a, a scarf uh, of the same colors around his neck with like little gold notes um, on it. But other than that. Uh, he looks uh, rather uh, unremarkable, um, as in you could lose him in a, in a crowd of, of Lorehold students. He looks up for a moment f from writing. Yes, I would. I would love to. Um, please carry on. Don't don't mind me. <laughs> he continues to write. I'm going to turn to Mr. Pine Pledge. If I'm honest, I didn't even really see him over there. Oh, well, you know, I'm a tree, and when people are around other <laughs> I trees... I did notice that about you. <laughs> well, well I, I just thought I'd say it, you know. Some people say, wow, you're very human the way that you're able to interact with people. But no, trees know what other trees are doing, and the vines over there were telling me someone was around them, so I just thought I'd point you out. But speaking of which, can you give me, um, Yenzo, and investigation check to see how many notes are you actually taking off of these things? Are you learning anything? That's a dirty 20. My investigation is very high. <laughs> dirty 20. All mm -hmm. right, then. Mm -mm. Well, you know that these vines are known as the Korok vines, which um, usually get their name because of the very rough and rigidness, similar to a little Korok alligator creature. And the vines mimic that. Uh, many people are known to hang the Korok vines around to try to scare people off because it looks like little alligators. So many people will guard their plants most of the time by hanging Korok vines around. Are they particularly long? They grow very long. You notice that they can grow as long above the ground as 30 feet, but you have no idea how deep they go sometimes. Usually people will cut off about 10-foot sections of it to guard their plants with. But as the tea is getting set up and all of that, I think we have to cut over to another side of this party, uh, more within the deepness of the party. Now, we have, as we've mentioned before, a student government within the Strixhaven School, and towards the center of the party, closer to Zaffy and his conducting, we see the class president, Rutha, the mercurial artist. Uh, she is a half-orc with very light blue skin and a nice head of long red-bluish hair. She wears these very flowing blue and red prismari shaman robes, and next to her is a, well, Matt, I'll let you describe what we see. Next to Rutha, on her, on her right side, just a step or two behind her, is this like hulking eight-foot-tall Goliath who's also wearing, like, the same flowing robes that Rita is wearing. Like, I've, I've dressed up to match her for the evening. Um, Did she know? <laughs> maybe. We're gonna find out. <laughs> She's, she seemed really excited when I showed up. Um, and I'm great at reading people, so she's, that's definitely <laughs> true. Um, yeah, I showed up in the same robes as Rita, and I'm just, like, right behind her, sort of standing austerely waiting for waiting for my friend to order me around. Because you <laughs> set it up so well. Honey. I want you to give me a performance check on the outfit you're wearing. How well mm -hmm. did you pull it together? How well do I pull off these flowing robes? Uh, Are they oh. shapely? Okay, that's gonna be a five. <laughs> oh. So you see, Ruth, uh, 
turn around and say, you know, what you got on, it's it's very familiar, but as as she looks around to the back, you just see like the front looks fine, it fits well, but the back is just completely torn up to try to fit it around yourself. Just just like it's more strings tied together and like safety pins keeping it hold held together in the back. We've all been there. <laughs> I I gotta be honest, Tegan, like I think later on in the night, it's going to look great. You know what I mean? Because it's mm-hmm. like free flowing and you can move mm-hmm. your arms around while dancing. Mm-hmm. But right mm-hmm. now, since we're doing, you know, the presentational side, you probably want to just like keep the front to everything. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So you're saying, so you're saying, so you're saying I should, um, I should not turn around. Well, if 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 we have any like big announcements to make or anything like that, I, I would recommend that you just keep front facing the entire time mm. because mm-hmm. you you have mm-hmm. a beautiful, intimidating presence to you. You could show up and command a room, so you know you just keep the front side showing. That that's what's important. Yeah, is this because is this because last time I got turned around and I was facing backwards the entire time? Is this why you're bringing this up? Well, I, I didn't want to bring that up, but that, that's that's only half of the reason. Uh, the other half is the, the back of the outfit. Okay, put yeah, on, which, I'm not. By gonna, the way, okay. again, total mm-hmm. totally love. You know, Im, uh, mm-hmm. imitation is the highest form of flattery when it comes to mm-hmm. art. So I mean, thank you, honestly, Tegan. Mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate it. I get why she's the president. <laughs> All right, well, hey, look at that over there. It looks like the vice president <clears throat> finally decided to show up and. On the other side, Tegan, you're able to see what they call the Silver Quill Command, which is the flashiest way for Silver Quill students to enter any kind of engagement. It is a party of five Silver Quill students looking flashy. They use magic to also make it look like a large sun is setting behind them as they enter. And at the front of this, you see the Vice President of Student Government, which is a Silver Quill student named Killian Liu, the Ink Duelist a human with a short black buzz cut with ink marks on the side of his forehead and a beautifully elegant white and black robe. And right to the right of Killian Liu, we have, well, Rachel, I'll leave that to you. Yes, you see Drea Fox, who uses any party as an excuse to get decked out to the nines. She has alabaster skin, black, beautifully tussled hair that is pulled up into an impossibly chic updo with like little, you know, tendrils hanging down. Her eyes are black with silver flecks and she is wearing an entirely Swavortsky crystal-esque bustier and coming out of it is like a split skirt and this billowing like black and white monochrome and a cigarette pant like peaks from underneath with just these roughly three inch heels that are also black and hanging from her ears are dangling earrings that look like dripping ink that brush her collarbone. I love her. I just tasted (laughs) that flavor. (laughs) And it tasted like ink. Sorry, did you say she was human? Half elf. Half elf. elf. Okay, okay, okay. Killian will look over to you again, Dre, and be like, Drea, again, you know how to show up for these parties. You have the greatest outfit here. I don't think anyone else is going to be beating you on that remark. (laughs) (laughs) Tegan does a spin. (laughs) Yes, she twirls and she says, thank you so kindly. 
You're the only person who will live up to it, so I assume I'll see you on the dance floor? Oh, of course, but please, if you don't mind accompanying me, I have to talk to Ruth the president quickly to get some business underway, and I was hoping to have you as a confidant while I'm there. Absolutely. Lend me your arm. And she takes his arm. <laughs> I would I'm I would screaming. just like the performance check for everything that's kinda happened just to see how elegant you you are showing off. I'm sweating. <laughs> She's Regina George. That was only a ten for me. So let me let that's me put it this way. The outfit, the spin, everything is perfect, like performance wise. It's just the moment when you bring out your arm, you kind of start tripping over yourself. A little bit walking with Killian and Killian kind of has to like push you along a little bit. But everything leading up to that was a very nice performance as you described it. It's the vines on the floor. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Absolutely. Now, before we have these two students uh, meet up, I would like to come back to our tea party moment. Uh, Yenzo, do you think you've come over by this point to the table to enjoy this tea? Absolutely. So, uh, Absolute tea. Mr. Pine Pledge will uh, be sat down at the table and says, it's so nice to have company over for greenhouse tea today. Uh, what, What are we looking forward to at the festival? Are we hoping to enjoy the potions of Witherbloom or the scary stories of Lorehold? What what are you both excited for? I did a lot of help to grow the pumpkins f- for um the, the feast, and I, I think it'd be a lot of fun just to taste all the different food um, that all the different schools brought. Tasting the foods, yes. And also finding out what, where they came from. You you see, I I have to write all of this down. While many people will be celebrating libations and other such things, somebody has to keep a, uh, their memory in, in fine fettle and, and write all this down. Oh, I By see. By the way, you mentioned greenhouse teas. Is is there a distinction between greenhouse teas and more wild-grown teas? And 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 when did they come about? Did, does that have? Do they have different historical or, or cultural meanings or effects? Oh, I love this. A little bit of uh, school outside of school. That's what every good teacher likes to <laughs> see. Family's face just, like, goes blank. <laughs> Not that he's, like, disinterested or bored, just that it is so over his head. I will tell you personally that uh, the the tame teas within the greenhouse are very cared for. We, uh, we do magic to modify the plants to an extent, so the tea tends to have more sweet or bitter or very aggressive exotic flavorings to it, unlike wild-grown teas, which, I'm not going to lie, I know a couple tree folk that are a little rambunctious, the the tea (laughs) reflects that. It's very untame and very chaotic when it enters the mouth, so the greenhouse is more fun and flavorful, but the, the, the wild teas, they're crazy. Don't you just hate when something chaotically enters your mouth? I think the same thing all the time. My, look look at the time. We should probably be heading towards the festival. All the events will happen without us even being there. No, I surely wouldn't want to miss anything. Perfect. Let us head towards the festival. Yenzo stands and leaves. <laughs> Fenley knocks over his chair when he stands up. Oh, be careful. That was made oh, out of oh, a friend of I'm mine. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'll, like, cause I'll just work my little feet really fast. And do the sort of, like, Scooby-Doo exit after them. Hold on. (laughs) 
I knew you were that was made after a friend of mine. Yes, that's old Charles. He died many years ago. Many years Uh, ago, he uh, died many years ago, and then how many years ago exactly? (laughs) <laughs> About 20 years ago, and he told me, he said, Oh, Pine Pledge, when I'm on my last route, I want to be a chair. So all people that want to sit down can sit down. And I said, Charles, you got it. Oh. <laughs> I okay. run back and I, like, pet the chair. Yenzo just stares at the chair and says, Bye, Charlie. <laughs> I couldn't away. move. I couldn't skip over that. I needed Good. more information. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm happy that it didn't get glossed over. I realized when I said it, I'm like, oh boy, I really set something up for myself, didn't I? <laughs> that was dark. <laughs> it was beautiful, though. but it was beautiful in the end. Spooky. Yes. Spooky. Body. Spooky. Never apologize for that. Ooh. <laughs> Death can actually be quite beautiful. So the party. <laughs> yes, to the party. We're having the meeting of the Silver Quill and Prismari students within the student government and the people following them. Killian will approach Rutha and say, President, oh, good, you're here, Killian. So listen, we need to divide and conquer, I think is the best way to approach this. We should have certain students go in certain directions, take notes of things, and kind of, if this party really is, you know, like a a hit, then we take everything we learned from this party and use it in the next party and the next party and the next party, and they're only going to get better. I always say, like, the beginning of the year, it's kind of like the sloppy parties, but then, like, it becomes more refined and sloppy by the end, so people don't really care that you're sloppy because it looks good. So, yeah, um, I think we should probably divide in the teams, um... I would say, like, you know, all Prismari go in a direction, but then we'd have, like, a bias. So I say we, like, split up into groups. And I got I got my best senator right here. I got Tegan. Hi, 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 Killian. Hi. Oh, hello, Tegan. Um, I must say, your outfit is quite nice from the front, but uh, you might have uh, a little bit too much rope on the back. Uh, you, you think I look nice? <laughs> well, from the front, at least, yes. Uh, I think, I think, um, um, you actually look fantastic, Killian, so that's funny that you would say that. Oh, Tegan, why thank you. I mean, you know, I always look the best. As we say, sharp wit, but sharper style. You do, you do, you do, you always look the best. You always look incredible. Well, if you've got a nice outfit on, I think someone with an even better outfit should probably accompany you. Isn't that right, Drea? Are you sure, Killy? Uh I was I was thinking that you and I, K- Killy. Oh well, I, I I do have to attend things with Rutha just based on positioning within the student government structure. But I think you two will get along quite nice. Mm-hmm. Mm. Have you both met before? Is this is this your first time uh, meeting each other? I think I, so. Yeah, I don't think we have. I, I you're familiar. I mean, you're you're iconic. You you dress fantastic. It's hard not to notice you. But I don't think we've met. No, we wouldn't have. Mm. I'm Tegan. Drea. Mm. But as you said, you already know that. Mm. Killy, you'll still save me a dance, right? Oh, of course. There's no You'll still save that. me a dance too? I I I do love dancing, I will not lie, so I will save you a dance. But then he whispers over to Drea, but you first, definitely you first, no doubt about it. Naturally. She's gonna give him like a the the French kiss, like mwah mwah. 
I want to I want to lean into my friend Ruth. I'm just gonna be like, I think it's I think it's going well. I think this conversation's going well. I can never tell. You know what I mean? I'm kind of a live in the moment kind of person. I, know. I don't see that too I know. far into the future. But it, they're so hard to read. They're so hard to read. I agree with you. See, that's why we're very expressive in Prismari. Silver Quill, mm-hmm. even though they like to dress up all nice, they kind of keep it all deep down. They pack their emotions in like a little artist box, and you know they just don't open that box. Yeah, and I just want to see Killian's box. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that that's that's good. I like I like I like the thought there. There's a lot of expression with the- maybe that's like a play, right? Like Killian's box, and you know, like it's it's mm-hmm. you opening it, but then you learn like you're the box the whole time, right? Something crazy like that. Oh mm-hmm. man, I gotta get to writing. But here, it seemed like things were a little <laughs> tense. Not gonna lie. I think you and Drea should go over by the Witherbloom station and try some of those potions. You know what I mean? That'll probably that'll probably loosen you up a little bit. And then let me know. Let me know. Be like, hey, this is how this went when Witherbloom gets crazy and makes potions, random potions. And if it works great, we'll keep bringing them around. Okay. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Great. I'm happy to. Perfect then. All right. Well, hey, you two, you two have fun, all right? But don't have too much fun because... The fun's for later. Right now, it's a little bit more serious. Still have fun, but then, like, you know, as the night goes on, just get, like, funner and funner. Like, don't stop the fun. I appreciate that vivid description of how to party. Awesome. Hey, perfect. Tegan, <laughs> Tegan, I'll see you later. Hey, and, and who, who, see hey, who's the best senator? Mm-hmm. Who's the best senator? Mm-hmm. It's me. Yeah, 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 it is. Yeah, it is. All right, cool. All right, bye, guys. Bye. Let's go, Killy. As they separate, Drea's going to run her black painted and slightly bedazzled nails through Killian's hair. And then she's going to do another spin, look at Rutha up and down and say, Rutha, I love your robes. Shapelessness really suits you. And then walk towards Tegan. Killian's love. Killian, Killian like kind of brings Rutha along, but then turns back to you. He's like, oh, that was so good. That was such a good She winks. All right. So I'm going to say that (laughs) you two, uh, Dre and Tegan, and I will say that Mr. Pine Pledge is leading both Yenzo and Fenley towards the direction of where the Witherbloom Moss Circle is, where this uh, potion sharing is taking place. So you see a a mouse folk, a a small little mouse folk with a a green hat and long green hair with uh, the Witherbloom robes. And you notice her as one of the professors, but... Uh, for you Witherbloom students, I'll say the Fenley knowledge that she's a very down-to-earth professor. Like, she likes hanging out, you know, making sure things are fun. She doesn't make it weird or anything, but she comes she's on the level. And is like, all right then, um, so right now we are going to, um, we're going to have the uh, potion-sharing moment. So any, um, any courageous students who want to... Um, Give one of these potions a try. It's gonna do a weird thing, you know. Nothing, nothing, nothing deadly. That's that's not party. Like we don't like deadly things here. I mean, that's 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 no good. We don't want deadly things, but fun things. These are fun potion effects. Is there um, is there any students uh, in the audience there who are um willing to try some of these potions? The Witherbloom apprentices made by the way. Applause, applause for the Witherbloom apprentices. They've done a great job. All right, yeah, anyone? Anyone wants to try a potion? We got a lot of different things here. I will. I would love to. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. <laughs> oh, perfect. And and, and and what's what's your name, uh, 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 Prismari Goliath? Uh, I am Tegan, and actually it's Prismari Senator. <laughs> oh, a senator. Well, uh, hey, uh, make, make, bring the best words back to the um, government, because I think our potion students today have done a absolutely splendid job. Um, and underneath her breath, Dre is going to be like, isn't that an appointed position? Not typically. Not typically. <laughs> Tegan, is there a certain, like, 
color or vial that you would go for normally, or do you think you would just grab at, like, whatever potion? I'd go for, like, the brightest vial. If there's anything, like, glowing even, I would reach for that. Okay, give me a Um, perception check, then. Ooh, not amazing. (laughs) Uh, We're gonna say that that is a 11. I will say that when it comes to glowing, you see one that glows like a silvery mist within a bottle. You don't even really see the liquid because it has such a magical effect around it that it just looks like a little silver cloud was shoved into a bottle. Totally, totally going to drink that one. One of the uh, Witherbloom apprentices hands you the bottle and you begin to drink it and I got to roll a little percentage thing. All right then. So, Tegan, you begin to like that. float off of the ground and for the next (laughs) hour you have a flying speed of 30. (laughs) I fly up and then back down and I'm just (laughs) yeah this is the best day of Tegan's life. That was the cutest little noise. Tegan uh, if if you can tell us how are you feeling uh what is this potion doing for you? I weigh over 300 pounds. (laughs) And right now, completely weightless. Oh my god, that's it's incredible. A freedom of movement and an agility that I have never known before. That is super awesome. Let's let's give it up for Tegan, the the flying weightless <laughs> Goliath now. That's what that's what I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Is there is there anyone else who wants a potion? Is there anyone else feeling a little uh risque? Well, if you're gonna use that word, she'll step forward. Would you say that um, that Yenzo and I are there yet? I will say that you're there, yes. I think I'll lean over to my tea time buddy <clears throat> and say, well, don't you think that maybe the best way to um, get an account of what the potions would be like, you know, for history's sake, would be to try one yourself? You know, my classmates and I, we made some of these, and I, I'd like to say I think they turned out pretty okay. I suppose to engage in the culture, I should try it myself. Although I I hope I don't miss anything because of it. This won't affect my mental facilities, correct? Hopefully not. Fair enough. <laughs> so we have we have three people um enter the uh stage and Professor Ratsbarm initially is just like Fenley! Oh my god, you came up. That's that's so awesome. Hey, well, well welcome, welcome Fenley. Uh it's it's good Thank to you. see you. Hi, Professor. It's it's a Witherbloom student, everyone. Yeah, let's uh, Witherbloom. Let's give a Witherbloom hello to Fenley, which is just a bunch of like stoner kids being like, "Hey, <laughs> do they like me? Like, are, are we okay?" I will say, um, ooh, I wonder if we should make a check on this. You know, I'm gonna ask for. I a, would like to. I'm gonna make a. Yeah. I'm gonna make you make a really weird check for this. I'm gonna make okay. you roll a history check to see how people have treated you in the past. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, uh, that's an 18. I know, for some reason. You already win the love of the green mages. Like, the green mages love you because, you know, you love the plants, you're down to earth, so they even give you a more enthusiastic Witherbloom hello, which is a, all right. Yeah. Yeah, Cool, all right, cool. Uh, A lot of the black mages are just doing a slight applause, but you do notice that there are a couple black mages, like, whatever, it's Fenley. Like, who gives a shit? <laughs> I'm not feeling the hate right now. I got friends. But it seems that we have a, we have two others up here. Um, a Lorehold student, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, uh, I'm Yenzo. A lot of you probably don't know me. And that's fine. 
honestly, uh, you can just pretend like I'm not here. <laughs> All right, but very good. Well, hey, if, if, if you get lucky with the potion, uh, people might not be able to see you, if you know what I mean. You know, you know. Yeah, you notice that, like, there's Lorehold that students. That gave me a weird feeling. Would you like to talk about it? <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. And lastly, it seems that we have a Silver Quill student up here. Would you, would you like to introduce yourself? Drea Fox. And she's going to drop into a really deep curtsy. All the black mages and the Silver Quill students are like, yes, Drea. Yes. All right, now. Pick your potion. Now, uh, I will have everybody just roll a perception check, and then you can tell me what you're interested in finding, and I'll tell you how likely you find it. I got a one. Yay! 18. Which works, because I wasn't really looking for anything. Just like a potion. 11. I'm looking for the tastiest one. All right. So clearly that went well. That's not going to happen. So I'm going to start with Fenley. For some reason, after the conversation about wild teas versus uh, domesticated teas, you think to yourself, like, the most domesticated looking bottle is going to do me well. And it is just a bottle of very brown liquid. Like, it looks disgusting, but you're like, this has to make sense because that's what Mr. Pine Pledge told me. Rachel, what are you looking for? Probably something that makes her shimmer or glow. All right, you see a a pink potion bottle that has a glimmering texture on the inside, but you also, because I realize your color preference, you see an ebony black mixture that seems to shine as it sloshes on each side of the round bottle. Oh, she's going to go for the black one. Yeah, I had a feeling. I had a feeling after I said it. I'm like, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. And Elliot, you got an 18, so what are you looking for? He's looking for the oldest one. Oh, the oldest one. The one that's been marinating the longest, the one that looks like it's in the oldest bottle. Mm, just something that looks like it's been aged well. It's just kombucha. You see something <laughs> magical, actually. Some but ne- next to the kombucha bottle, you see there's like a Witherbloom student still taking sips. And he's like, oh, sorry, sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll go away now. <laughs> my bad, my bad. You see next to him, there's a bottle that the liquid in it actually looks like just a bunch of pages stacked on top of each other. And when you swish the bottle around, the pages seem to take on a liquid texture as they flutter on the bottom half of the bottle. It's like boba. Oh, that's fun. Fenley, let's start with you. You drink the brown liquid. How does it taste? It tastes absolutely horrible. Oh, no. And your hair just turns into a muddy texture. And you just, you feel like the ickiness of it. You just feel like you got a huge mop of mud hair on. And I will say more, like, you see, like, a couple of the black mages snickering, but you see, like, a lot of the green mage students are like, yeah, one with the earth. Hell yeah, man. Rachel, uh, when you you ingest this potion, uh, Drea, you notice that your eyes begin to twinkle in front of them, and you actually now have 120 feet of dark vision for the next hour. And lastly, Yenzo, when you drink it, you feel, uh, after hearing that, you know, oh, maybe it alters with your mental um, ability if you were to drink these potions, you feel as though you're able to understand more. And you hear many students having conversations in various different languages, and you're understanding every single language going around. So for the next hour, 
you know all languages. You're able to understand all languages. It looks like everybody's having effects. We got mud, we got ebony eyes, and then you look like you're uh, just looking at everybody really weird. So that's probably a good effect, I would say. We always say the weird effects are probably the best ones. We do say that. So let's give everyone a round of applause for coming up here again, trying the potions. Yes. I want to, like, run my fingers through my hair and give, like, a rock on sign as I head off the Yeah! Oh, we love Fenley. He's just so, he's so down to earth. We love it. And then you notice, like, all the green mages are trying to look at you, but they're so blazed out of their minds that their eyes are, like, just not looking towards you whatsoever. I think as she walks down off the stage, um, she looks at the professor and all the other Witherbloom students and just says, thank you so much for putting together this amusing table we all appreciate it thank you that 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 means a lot uh coming from a uh silver quill because you know you guys don't usually do like the dirty potion stuff so thank you she smiles a million dollar startlingly white smile beautiful now i require a perception check from everyone in the party one of these wow yay (laughs) what do i oh okay I was like, what do I add? And it's actually, what do I subtract from this? Ten. Four. Okay, we got a four there from Matt. That's fun. Four. Got an eight. Eighteen. And I'm the cleric. (laughs) Drea, you swear that in the distance, you were hearing howling. You know what wolves howl like. (laughs) But these howls that are just skin shaking and you notice as you look up into the sky you see that the moon is actually very full and bright on this night she's gonna grab tegan's arm maybe a little too tight like the nails dig in a bit much do you hear that no (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. then she lets go what is what what is what is it howling bloodthirsty howling kind of like ooh, or like Worse. She's going to cock her head and just stare at him for a minute. <laughs> worse, worse. 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 Yes. Bloodthirsty. Worse. Mm hmm. You know what? Never mind. We should go. No, we should go. That seems like something that Rutha has told me in the past. Um, when you hear bloodthirsty howling, we have to do something about that. Is that in um, the student government bylines? No, which is why I didn't know last time, but she let me know. She let me know that, like, that is something we have to deal with. May I ask what you're talking about? Oh my god, who are you? No, I'm sorry if I'm (laughs) bothering you. My name's Yenzo. That was so scary. Oh my god. Hi. Um. I'm from the College of Lorehold, and I've come to document, you know, as much history as I can. That's our job. Um, But I I heard you, you talking about howling, and I'm particularly studying flora and fauna, because, you know, Witherbloom. So I wanted to inquire if you if you might share. Sure. Our current suspicion is that it is fauna, not flora. Uh-huh. Um, but we have no other information to share with you at this time. Okay. If you'd like, we were going to go investigate, and maybe you'd like to tag along. I'm sorry. I'm normally not this uh, obtrusive, but if you don't mind me coming along, I, I figured given the obtrusive natures of, of both of your personalities, I, I, I thought that I, I might be able to... Uh, assimilate myself. Uh, so what you're the... saying is you think I'm outgoing? You do come off that way, yes. I think you're pedantic. Me? No, not you. This one. I've learned pedantry, typically bad. 
typically um, people don't like pedants. I'm so sorry. Um, down here, uh, I think you <laughs> oh all just God. like stopped walking, and I was behind you. So I'm you like, like oh, peek from behind my skirt. Sorry, I'm just um. I hear you guys talking about things, um, and I feel obligated to help because it's sort of like my party. But um, otherwise, maybe I could just get out of the way. I don't. I don't know. I'm. I'm sorry. And I'll sort of like try and drag some of the mud out of my hair. You three are all mercifully free from the ravages of intelligence, aren't you? I wouldn't call it my uh, my strongest suit, but I'm rather comfortable in my own skin. Look, I'm aware I'm not maybe the sharpest, you know, spade in the shed, but uh, I I try really hard. So what did Rutha say about investigation? Is this truly something that we now have to do that I've yeah, been roped we should into? Go, we should go investigate the, the bloodthirsty howling um, because apparently- Wait, there's, there's bloodthirsty howling? Yes, and apparently bloodthirsty howling often escalates to student death. Oh, God! That would be quite dramatic. And we, and we should try our best to avoid that, I've been told. What a party this is turning out to be. Speaking of party- Indeed. <laughs> you are now all able to hear this bloodthirsty howl in the night and it's not only one with an echo it is multiple howls that you're hearing now from different creatures calling to each other and you look around and you see that everyone within the party atmosphere as well is noticing this some people very fearful at it at that very moment um some of you see a familiar professor begin to walk into the mossy circle uh the alchemy professor professor malvor That's my friend uh, his hair is very short and slick with one white streak in the black he has one light blue eye and a lavender eye, a trimmed black goatee and sharp cheekbones. He wears a long black robe that hides his very slender build, but he stands at six feet tall and always has an intimidating entrance because he wears these metallic boots that even on the grass still make this large clacking. He takes his wand and points it to the side of his neck and begins to say, a rift has opened in the lower depths of the Necroblossom Snarl. A group of werewolves have emerged. Students have been injured, and guards have been killed. Make your way to the upper balcony of the Alchemy Tree. And he begins to run towards the direction of the, uh, where you would assume the uh, bloodthirsty werewolves are coming from. You see that masses of pests, which are the small mascot to the Witherbloom School, are carrying kids on stretchers coming into the alchemy tree. And I actually require for Drea and Fenley to make a wisdom saving throw for me quickly. Is this against a magical effect? Just curious. Yes, it is, actually. Ah, I get advantage on those. Perfect. As you see, my little um, bearded dragon familiar crawls up out of my gardening apron He's like, like if you spliced a bearded dragon with like a succulent. So he's got like little green, like plant parts coming out of his little spikes. Aww. He's very cute. That's adorable. And that is um, a 17 for me. Very cool. 13 for wisdom saving. Both of you are able to hear this then. You hear Professor Malvor's voice within your head. Trust no one. Stay safe. I'm gonna try and run after him and be like, um, Professor, Professor Malvor, um, do you need my assistance again? I know I've helped you before. Fenley, I appreciate it, but keep yourself safe. This is dangerous. 
oh, okay. And I'll, like, try and stop and end up, like, skidding along the ground and then, like, run back to my friends. The best thing you can do is make sure students successfully enter the alchemy tree. There is a protection barrier that will keep them safe. And Professor Malvor continues. Uh, what is everyone doing? <sighs> this doesn't seem like the type of situation to warrant a skirt. And she's going to detach the skirt portion of it and flip it so it actually becomes more of a cloak and then she's going to take the heel portion of her shoes off and they're actually daggers the shoes become flats and the daggers go right on either side of her hips nestled within the cigarette pant that's so functional you know i like to dress a bit functionally too and i tap my cargo pants (laughs) Oh, they're full of all sorts of supplies. Oh um, no! <laughs> Tegan, Tegan sees Drea do this transformation with her outfit, and there's a little bit of like an internalized rivalry. Um, like Tegan's a little jealous of Drea's fashion. Oh. So Tegan is just gonna sort of like rip the top of his robes open and tie them around his waist, so he's just wearing like one long skirt now, which also reveals that Tegan is like ripped and tatted um, Mm. from his time like living with Goliath so he has these like big red tattoos that cover the top of his like incredibly muscular body. Dre is gonna look at you up and down touch her finger to one of your tattoos kind of flick it off and go I like it. Fenley's absolutely gobsmacked (laughs) and he's also like at your thigh height and just like (laughs) looking up just like I didn't expect that one either. Mm. The flowing robes are deceptive. Should we go kill some werewolves? Why not? I've never seen a werewolf before. We should do that. Do I know where the sound is coming from? Like, I haven't heard the howling, but I know where, like, people are coming from. Yeah, so I'll allow two things. I will either allow, A, a history check to recall your knowledge on where the Necroblossom Snarl is located, or I will allow you to make a perception check to try to tell, or perception slash survival to try to gauge the location of where these howls are mainly coming from. I'll do perception. 15. I will say that you have a general idea of where it's coming from. You will have no idea how these kind of wither bloom passages work beyond that point, but you know that within the northerly direction, the direction that Malvor was heading, is where these howls are coming from. Well... Calmly and without any sense of urgency, he's going to start meandering in that direction. I have, because I have an urgent background, I have city secrets. Um, oh. Would that, help, would that help us navigate these tunnels and passages? Yeah, do I do I know how to navigate my own campus? I was about to say, I think I think with the combination of both of you, yes. I will, I will give you, I will give you that, yes. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, so I'll, Yenzo, you're, how big are you, Yenzo? Five foot six. Yeah, I'm going to pick you up and put you on my back and start, like, hurrying. Oh, 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 no, oh. I've never done this Wait. before. <laughs> and I'm, like, running full full tilt and still falling behind. We got to move We gotta move faster. We simply have to move faster than your meander, Yenzo. Do I see Killian anywhere? Uh, give me a perception check. 18. You see Killian is by a um a Wither Bloom student. Uh, I will actually since you got an 18 I could describe to you the look of both of these students. They're both black mages. You notice one uh, a half elf brother and sister. 
Uh, both have white hair. One has an orange streak and one has a blue streak. And he seems to be talking to both of them at this moment. Um, the the brother looks very panicked as the sister looks very calm, collective, and also disturbed. Okay. I was kind of just curious if he was actually headed in the direction of shepherding students. At this moment he is still but you see that he is gesturing in the direction of the werewolf noises well Dre is gonna look around at her companions and be like i have a terrible feeling if i leave you something horrible is going to happen so the shrapnel pieces of my conscience are requiring me to go with you what a fascinating motivation and she's gonna hurry up after tegan uh do you want to try to get killian's attention as you're going i think she'll try and wave at him or like send some ink blots his way and just point in the direction that she's going. Oh shit, that's a natural 20. Okay, so um <laughs> Killian will immediately notice this call and and notices, you know, you're both silver quill students. He knows, so he looks over and he kind of like puts a hand up to both the um the brother and sister and begins to run in your direction. I saw that you called. What do you require? I just wanted to let you know I've been roped in with these three and we are heading towards the werewolf noise, much like the professors do not want us to do. Just in case you were worried where I was later in the evening. Please, I've disappointed my father a number of times. I don't mind disappointing <laughs> him again. That's his father? I'll, I'll explain when we get back in the whole party. You'll get some backstory on Magic the Gathering, let me tell you. Whoa. That's such a weird way to say that. Like, <laughs> I've disappointed my father a lot. <laughs> and I'm not going to stop now. So you'll all begin to run into the tunnel system. Uh, you notice that it is a very earthy brown, and you see that the vines within these tunnels are green, life, radiant vines, but also you see these black, twisted, necrotic vines that bury their way through the tunnel. Uh, many deep purple violet lights are lit among the side of these tunnels since there are students that tend to travel down these tunnels. Now, I'm curious about the uh, continuing of your progression. Do you have a specific order in the way that you're traveling? You mean like a marching order? Maybe a marching order. So I'm currently riding on top of Tegan's shoulders. <laughs> Perfect. So you two are together in the marching order. And I'm trailing behind them. I think I'm last. Yeah, that tracks. That checks out for me. Yeah. As as you're walking, uh, Killian will look at the rest of the group and, oh, Tegan, it looks like you're one of the people who decided to run down and help. I'd say good for you for running into danger. <laughs> um, uh, um, uh, thanks, Killian. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of brief sometimes, I guess. No, definitely. I know my father wouldn't look well on it, who is, as you all know, the Dean of Shadow, so he definitely has a hold over this school. So, you know, I'm just a constant disappointment, but who the fuck cares? I'm better <laughs> in so many ways. I know what it feels like to be a disappointment. Um, If you need to talk about it, I'd be happy to have a cup of tea, you know, once we're not in imminent danger. As long as it's not within these grounds if we could find it i have a very nice place to have tea we can we can go over there because it would be much more proper and elegant yeah uh, sure i'd i'd love that marvelous well look at this we're all making fast friends how adorable <laughs> now listen i had to run down here because the uh the uh elman brother and sister were telling me that their uh other relative was lost within these caves and they have not seen them for a day so 
that is a problem, and I decided to do a little bit of investigating myself, because I have new spells I want to try out to see how well I can hurt others, so I thought this would be a good time to try those out. Now might be a bad time to tell you all, but I'm really not very good at fighting. But I'll try. I would have never guessed from your stature. I mean, were you going to try to cower in front of the werewolves? What was your tactic <laughs> that you had in mind? Fenley just won't respond and just, like, turn the other cheek and just, like, keep walking. Now, Fenley, since you know this area, I want you to roll a little history check for me. Gladly. Um, that's an 18. Just so I understand, we're now in, like, tunnels underneath a campus? What's Where are we exactly? Yeah, so just a little bit of a, a more descriptor is that you know that um, the way that Strixhaven is set up, there are these things called the snarls. And snarls are these points of magical opposite energies that come together that fuel the magic of this whole land. So the big one for Witherbloom is the Necroblossom Snarl, which is the energy convergence of life and death energy coming together. And knowing kind of like the lay of the land with your urchin background, you know that the tunnel system is the thing that brings you closer to this convergence of the energy. So it's basically tunnel systems that then shoot out this life and necrotic energy that lead to the direction of the center of the snarl. But they're above ground, right? Like they're just like made of vegetation? Yes, the snarls are then above ground, yes. It's just that the energy almost roots itself. So it's kind of like roots head to this upper point. So you know that because you you are familiar with Professor Malvor, that Professor Malvor doesn't usually like to have his office within the alchemy building because honestly, he's kind of a little bit of a secretive guy. So as you're passing, you notice to the left, you see Professor Malvor's study and you notice that the door is open and there's a lock broken on the outside of it. Oh, wait, we have to stop here. Professor Melvor would be so upset with me if I ran by when his office was getting ransacked. Now's not really the time, Venley. Uh, werewolves, students, injured, guards dead. Don't you think that that's a bit peculiar too? Yeah? Now, I may not be the smartest um, halfling out there, but I can't help but wonder if they might be somehow connected. You all can go ahead if you want, but I know what I'm doing. I like the confidence. We can't leave the halfling you. who said they're bad at fighting alone. <laughs> I'm just gonna walk towards the door. I don't mind staying behind. <laughs> Yenzo, um, so, uh, I just rolled a 16 acrobatics check because I would like to fall backwards off of, uh, <laughs> off of Tegan's had and just somersault in the air to just like land on I my feet. Just put you down. <laughs> I will say that like Tegan is a because Labor. Tegan is stopping is about to put you down, but like you just have this acrobatic maneuver before Tegan's able to get you to the ground. So Tegan has this moment of being like, "Wasn't there someone on my shoulder?" I don't mind going along with you. We'll all go. I'm sure that there are other adults and officials that are helping with the werewolf crisis. Right, they couldn't have just said let the right. students take care of it. In fact, they said the opposite. Securities for the school isn't entirely student-run, I, I would really imagine. It really isn't, but... I would hope! Aren't there times where you feel as though there are other stories we've read in the past about magical schools where it seems like there is no security whatsoever? <laughs> it's strange. It seems like a trope or something. Troll in the dungeon! <laughs> All right, let's search the office. Like, let's go. Yenzo just wants to... <laughs> just nudges the door open with his foot. Great, so you open and you see this very 
dark office lit with these dim, creeping lanterns in each corner of this four-cornered room. Um, you see various corpses of animals and vials of various colored liquids that decorate this room, uh, various different experiments. You see that there are, are boards across the room with various different equations and stuff written out with the various uh, specimens that have been tested on. On the far side of the wall, you see a shelf with many swamp-colored books. Uh, really quick, can I use thaumaturgy to make all the lights in the room brighter so we can see better? Definitely you can. Uh, the, the orange light begins to illuminate the room better. So I'll say that uh, the perception DC is lower because of that. So I'm very familiar with this study. Um, I've been here a lot. Is there, I think, instead of doing an overview, I want to start looking for fine details. Would you allow me to make an investigation check? Okay, sure thing, yeah. And then, yeah, anyone who wants to make a perception check or investigation check is free, too. I got a dirty 20 perception. I got a 16 investigation. I'm leaning against the doorway. Drea is simply too cool for school. <laughs> really, really. That's why the party atmosphere is great for Drea. Sorry that the party had to have this crazy uh, twist in it with werewolves. What the? I know. How could you? All I wanted to do was dance. What the hell's up with that? I will say that let's start with Tegan and Yenzo. So you guys look at the books in the shelves and you notice very strangely that one of the books is popping out slightly. And you see that behind the book, there's a small ebony safe on the other side. Fenley, you look at the desk of your professor, and you notice that there is a leather-bound journal on the top of it that you have never seen before. You have seen him use many different journals, but this leather-bound journal is very different. And one thing that bothers you is that it has a symbol on it you've never seen before. It is the black body of a spider with a blue eye in the center of it. Cool. Um, and you could roll history on it, see if you've seen it somewhere before in your yeah, past. Yeah, um, I would love to do exactly that. Great. As you're rolling that, I'll check in with the safe gang so you see the ebony safe. I am not a safe cracker. Um, can I try to pick the lock on the safe? I do have thieves tools. Well, you could give it a try then. That's definitely something you could do. Uh, yeah, I'm not good at this, but I, I certainly can try. Uh, urchin background, babes. <laughs> I'm a crook. Uh, that's going to be a three. Uh, yeah, you break you break your lockpicks the second you try to get it in. Like, you have this whole prep, and then it just snaps. <laughs> I don't have thieves tools anymore, babes. Drea's going to walk up to the safe and kind of gently hip bump you to the side and to a sli sleight of hand, I'm assuming. Yeah, you could try. I'll say, like, with your inky magic, you can try to, like, you know, shimmy the lock, try to corrode the inside. Well, that's a 25. Yeah, so you're able to send a, a little blotch of ink on the inside, and you hear, like, the sloshing sound in a and the safe begins to open. And on the inside of it, you see a small lilac purple covered book. I, I actually, I had it. I had it, but good job. You loosened it for me. Yeah, I did. And then she grabs the book. So with the, with the two books that you have, are, are any of you interested in reading into these books at all or? Sorry, I got a 10 for my history check. 10 for your history check. Um, it is not of this plane. I, th I Aaron knows exactly what I this know is. Aaron knows what it is, but the Fenley ah. doesn't know. Fenley doesn't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think she'd flip through the book. Super cool. I will say that um, during uh, the, the Vibrant Purple uh, book is called Planner Travel. And you notice on the front of the book, there is a saying uh, on it that says, to open and close, propose the time of the rift is no more. And I could send that into the, the chat as well, just so you guys have a... Uh, actual physical thing of it to open or close propose the time of the rift is no more and i will say this book does a basic describing that as many of you know there are more planes than this plane that we all exist on and planar travel is possible between between the planes but it also discusses that sometimes planar rifts are dangerous and unstable and especially in a world where we have these magical things that are so unstable you sometimes have to make sure rifts close so they don't become too big and engulf an entire elemental snarl i don't know if fenley wants to like read into professor malvor's things because i think he's still like a little bit afraid of him okay fair fair but i don't know um does anybody know what this symbol is i it looks like it's not from this plane but i don't really i don't know this a spider with a blue eye in it yeah, you could roll history, see if you see if you know. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to. Because I know none of you are from this plane, so I'm not gonna give it for free to. Uh, um, okay, that's that's a sixteen. Eighteen. Ooh, uh, Tegan and um, Drea, you both look at each other. You recognize the symbol to be from the plane Ravnica, and like a whisper, both Tegan and Drea's lips begin to make the sound. The, the Demir. Strange dimensional magic is afoot. What is the Demir doing within Strixhaven? And what is to become of our adventurers if they continue down towards the Necroblossom Snarl? Well, I guess you're going to have to stay tuned to the Dungeons and Gatherers podcast to find out who is the real monster. <laughs> ha 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 ha.